Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Stock Market Today. It's Ali Corman, Ed Carson here with a breakdown of the action in today's session, Friday, August 18th. And we'll take a look at the week as well. It was not a good week for the market, Ed, but we maybe saw a glimmer of hope on Friday with stocks finishing well off their lows, but that does not mean we're automatically going to see a reversal in this short-term trend we've been seeing, which is on the downside. Definitely on the downside. It was nice to see a bounce off of Friday's lows. I want to take a look at Diamond Offshore, Boeing, and Google. Let's do it. But first, let's analyze the major indexes. The Nasdaq today finishing down two-tenths of a percent, so clawing back from some heavier intraday losses. The S&P 500 finished essentially flat, just fractionally lower on the day. On the upside, we did have the Dow up almost one-tenth of a percent, and small caps leading the day with the Russell 2000 up almost eight-tenths of a percent, Ed. Yeah. Um, so mixed day. Uh, what we would call this, this is actually a pink rally day on the NASDAQ and I guess the S&P where because we closed in the upper half of the range. So if we this counts as day one of a rally attempt because we definitely came well off lows. We were down more than one percent on the NASDAQ over one point. But at the same time, we're going down. It would not be a shock to see this go right back down because we we didn't mm-hmm. make much gains. And even on the indexes that rose today really didn't change anything. We had a pretty rough week. On Monday, we we bounced. And so that's another thing. Just remind people, Monday, we had a nice day. And then then that was just one day. And closed right at the 50-day. Right at the 50-day, right there, and boom, hit resistance. And then everything tumbled from there. Uh, So can't, can't get too excited about one day. And yeah, pretty steep drop. Yeah, there was widespread damage in the leading stocks. I mean, in some ways, the leading stocks were worse. I think even like a couple of days ago, like they were they were deteriorating even when the indexes were still sort of hanging around. Uh, so we went into correction on Thursday, uh, and we've been discussing it for a couple of days. So it wasn't like you know, it, 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 you know, this could ultimately be long term healthy. But investors should just note that we are in a correction, and it'll take a few days before we can start feeling. A real strength before you might think that we're in something meaningful in terms of a bounce. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be at least three more trading sessions uh, until we get a potential follow through day, which can be an early signal for a market uptrend. But there's a lot that's got to happen before then, right, Ed? Yeah, a lot. I mean, look, if we undercut today's low, then the, then the rally attempt is over and then a new one starts. Hey, and uh, what comes after Wednesday? Well, Wednesday night we have NVIDIA earnings. So you'd probably like to see how that shakes out before you go. And then another possible catalyst is is Fed Chief Powell. He'll give a big annual Jackson Hole policy speech on Friday. So that could be a big deal as well. So yeah, some big things there. And yeah, just we're one tiny step uh, and it, it may just be just a momentary step and then we keep on falling down. Mm-hmm. Got to be prepared for any scenario. And taking a look at the weekly chart, we did note how last week the NASDAQ closed below its 10-week line for the first time since this strong move that started a number of months ago back in the spring and really picked up steam in May. So that was a notable sell signal, although it was uh, just what 1.1% below the 10 week line. And maybe some traders who wanted to see 
can we recover from that level? I know in the 03 precedent, uh, the NASDAQ did spend one week uh, below the 10-week line, kind of around the same time period, but came right back. And this week, we did not come right back and the losses worsened. So in terms of what the expectation would be from here, uh, we do have those potential market moving catalysts next week, but what scenarios are you playing through, Ed? Well, I mean, on the one hand, we could just keep going down and that's sort of, you know, then it just keeps on getting worse. And that is, so that's sort of keeping the status quo. If we don't come back, we could come right up to the 50 day line on some of these indexes. I mean, the Dow is basically right there. It would take very little for the Dow to be back above that, above the 50-day line. But for the S&P and NASDAQ, a little bit more. So that could be big resistance areas for those indexes. And so that could be a place, honestly, I mean, uh, if you're inclined to short, that could end up being a pretty good shorting opportunity if the market and the stocks come up to these areas and then can't break higher. Uh, but it would be one of those things that could coincide if we get about the 50-day line and we have NVIDIA earnings and we have a follow-through day that could all come around the same time. Usually the market doesn't make it that easy. And it was like, there'll be something that'll be confusing, you know, you know, that you'd be more puzzled about. But yeah, those would be the kind of scenarios I could easily see us, um, you know, or just hitting resistance to the 50-day line for a while. Doesn't Just getting up to it doesn't mean you have to fall back and doesn't mean you have to plow through it. You could just sort of... Right butt up against it for a while, just as we, for a while, would find support at the 50-day or find support at the 21-day line. And sometimes we bounce and sometimes we eventually break lower. Mm -hmm. Well, thanks for walking through that, Ed. What's your take on what we saw with small caps this week? Zero RUS shows us the Russell 2000. Anything to take from this reversal at the 200-day line for small caps, Ed? I mean, it, look, the market was sort of due for a bounce and we got a bounce. And I mean, I'm not, maybe this will be the start of something, but we came pretty, pretty much straight down. So, yeah. uh, you know, if we, is, is this a dead cat bounce? I mean, after that kind of drop, I mean, honestly, are we just going to roll over and just fall off? We easily could. I mean, that would not look surprising at all. So nice to see it. Nice to see that it found support at least for a day, but it's, it's, it's hard to take much more of it than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it kind of looks like it's on the ropes there. Let's take a look at the 10-year Treasury yield because we've been tracking it very closely. A notable close on Thursday coming off a bit on Friday, so maybe helping the case for stocks on Friday to see it come off a bit here. Yeah, I mean, you know, it was nice to see that this was clearly the 10-year Treasury yield is clearly was a big drag on the market. And you know, we came right up, we blew by 2023 highs and just fractionally, like less than a basis point below the 15 year high of 4.33. You know, uh, so it was really just, you know, just a tiny amount. It, it closed at a 15 year high. So that's weighing on things. So it came down today, but I look on a weekly chart, we're up five weeks in a row. I think it's something like 44 basis points over that span. That doesn't feel like a downtrend. I mean, it feels like the end of, a, of an uptrend. So as long as that's trending higher, that seems like that's going to be a, a pretty big headwind uh, for the market. Mm -hmm. Yes. Really, really important to be watching that. And here's a look at the dollar, which we did see break out above this 2860, 2870 area this week, Ed. Yeah. And uh, that's a reflection of the... Uh, uh, the treasury yields and weakness overseas, a lot of weak 
economic data so people are piling into the dollar looking a lot better that that's a negative all those foreign companies or companies that have a lot of business overseas or export overseas and then they translate that back into dollars or they're getting fewer dollars out of that uh and so that's not good for earnings along with the and that along with the treasury yields are uh, big reasons why the market is struggling mm-hmm yeah, and we wanted to see resistance again at that level like it got previously, but that didn't happen. And maybe an early tell was when it got above the 200 day uh, because that coincided with another previous resistance level that it was able to get above and now continuing to climb. Next, let's take a look at some select sector ETFs. Here's a look at XLE, the energy sector holding up quite nicely here, Ed, down a little bit for the week by about 1.2%, but it was an inside week, still holding up above those major moving averages. Yeah, so this fell a little bit, but crude oil fell. I mean, fell for the first time in eight weeks. So, you know, this is this is basically the one sector that looks, that sort of seems to be trending up. I mean, others are trying to find support and don't look terrible. This is the one that sort of actually making an advance. There's a lot of stocks here, including Diamond Offshore that we'll look at, but a lot of stocks that are looking pretty healthy. And as long as oil prices are moving up, that, that'll probably be the case. Okay. Let's take a look at XLI, the industrial sector, reversing higher on Friday, gaining 0.2%, but it sliced below the 50-day line this week, closing below the 10-week line for the first week since this breakout that happened in mid-June. So seeing some weakness in industrials, Ed. Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty broad-based uh, outside of energy. This Again, if we have a quick rebound, there's going to be some names in here that'll probably look interesting. Mm. Uh, but it's, it's not, just because you're outperforming the NASDAQ or some of the growth names doesn't mean that you're actually doing well right now. Right. So let's take a look at uh, two of the notable growth tech sectors this year. And that starts with SMH continuing to see deterioration here, but trying to stop its slide, basically finishing flat on the week, slightly lower, a lot of price discovery, uh, but not able to bounce back just yet. So maybe a lot of the semi stocks are going to be forming bases now, Ed, because this looks like the left side of a potential base that's forming. Yeah, I mean, that's I think that's what you have to hope for at this point, because a, a straight rebound would be tough. And look, I mean, they came off of Monday's highs. It's had a nice bounce. And so it closed flat, but it wasn't great. Right. NVIDIA, was, NVIDIA is a big component of this. A lot of other chips do not look this good, uh, to be honest. So uh, it's probably going to take some time for a lot of those names to come back. But that's why NVIDIA, big reason why NVIDIA earnings are going to be so important. If NVIDIA doesn't have a good report, you could see a lot, of, a lot of these names really fall apart. And let's also take a look at IGV. This tracks the software sector, also reversing slightly higher on Friday, but for the week, down 1.5%, now down three weeks in a row below the 10-week line for three Sorry, for two weeks in a row here, Ed. Yeah, maybe we can get some new bases out of this. I mean, that ultimately could be pretty good because they had some big runs. And that's 
that's what investors have to be looking for rather than trying to fight the tape and trying to say, well, I'm going to get into it or I'm going to hold on. It's like, well, let's just see what shakes out. Let's see which ones of these, you know, chips and software and other names, uh, you know, hold up the best and, and, and then move out when we actually get better conditions. Mm-hmm. Well said there, Ed. Now let's take a look at Diamond Offshore, ticker DO, which you mentioned, powering higher here on Friday by about 5%. Volume picked up. It was still lighter than average, but did pick up. Looks like the highest volume in about a week or so. And clearing a trend line. Also, that 15 level is where it was finding some support and the converging 10-day and 21-day lines were there as well. Yeah, so there's a lot of nice things here. Yeah, I think options expiration might have helped some of the volume at the end of today, especially. But Nice action. I mean, a couple of weeks ago we had earnings and they, you know, and it sold off pretty bad to start, and then came back and rebounded uh, along with the 21-day line, which is generally held up. It, it was found support just around the 10-week line, uh, and so it was another kind of support area this week, right there. So uh, some positive action, a nice pullback, and you know, again, we had a big run, big run in in you know in June, consolidated pretty nicely, and now moving out. Uh, it's in the leading sector, so there's there's a lot to like about this about this name, and also the relative strength line. Uh, that relative strength line, uh, it's I think that's at a new high. Really looks good on a on a daily kind of thing, and it's just sort of you can see that. Uh, so even though the the uh, stock isn't at a new high yet, mm. uh, the RS line is already at a new high. So that's a really bullish sign. Yeah, it definitely is. And kudos to our Ken Shreve, who has uh, been putting this one on our radar. And I know he took a trade on that earnings reversal day. We've talked about it a couple of times on INPD Live and that kind of thing. So glad this one is on the radar. And you know, whether it's an energy stock or other kinds of stocks, this is the, the kind of setup that we like uh, with a stock really tightening up, showing that relative strength, a nice shakeout, and then uh, clearing a trend line. If it only had a little bit more volume, then I think we'd uh, we'd be even happier. But we did get some nice volume on that breakout, as you mentioned uh, earlier in July. So one to keep tabs on there. Let's also take a look at Boeing, Ed. This is one you were pointing out on IBD Live this morning finding support where you'd like to see it. Yeah. So we did round trip today. I mean, at least intraday, it was an 8.5% gain, which isn't great. So if you bought the breakout, not a whole lot of fun. I um, might've wanted to, to be getting out because uh, you would have been, would have been on a loss, but found support of the 50 day line closed above the buy point. We'll see. I mean, I, I'd like to see technically, yes, it's in a buy zone, but I think you'd want to see more strength. Uh, it'd be great if it could consolidate for a little bit, then maybe break a trend line because it's pretty steep right here. But, mm-hmm. you know, but, uh, you know, just sort of kind of if we can pause for a little bit, then it would be there. So the RS line, again, you know, a while ago, you get these tiny corrections in a stock and the RS line would deteriorate because the market was going up so strong. Now you're seeing stocks fall back and sometimes the RS lines is going sideways because that's the way the market is. So this is still holding up reasonably well. Uh, and again, we'll see. Maybe, you know, I, you don't have to take a trade right now. You can just see, well, does this continue to hold up? Because there have been stocks that look strong two days ago and now they don't look so strong. 
Uh, so uh, this is definitely one to watch. It is a turnaround play. It's finally supposed to turn profitable, you know, probably later this year after years and years of losses. Yeah. So that would be, uh, you know, that, so that's, that's a turnaround. They're, they're seeing the revenue be positive. So uh, still possibly some, some good strength in this, in this sector. And last but not least, let's take a look at Google. You know, we've been talking about how the Magnificent Seven stocks, all of them aren't so magnificent anymore with Apple, Meta, Microsoft, et cetera, really weakening, Ed. And Google, in comparison, has been holding up better. But is it going to join them in continuing to weaken or is it going to be able to find support? It's one of those things. I'm not sure. But yeah, I, it's, uh, yeah, it was looking so strong even through Thursday. Yeah, it came off its highs. But I mean, that was looking really good. Just uh, right in that area, sort of like that little shelf within the buy zone. And then today it, it came down and it undercut the buy point, undercut the low of this sort of shelf kind of area. It did close just in the buy zone. And so maybe this will be, okay, it's going to find support here. But it, it, that's what makes it you know, tricky. Things are looking strong, looking strong, looking strong, and then they aren't. Uh, if the market weakens further, it, it seems likely this one will come back and at least test the 50-day line. Um, good, but look at that. RS line had been moving up, moving up during this consolidation. I, certainly on the breakout, but then even just on that flat area, it was moving up until today. So definitely one to watch. It, it could be something that weakens and has to forge a new base sort of right next to you know, or on top of that other one. Uh, or maybe it bounces up. But again, there's just so many unknowns where this, this coming week is going to be so important to see if we have a quick bounce or if we really fall apart uh, from here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's a great segue into what the game plan should be for the week ahead, Ed. Hopefully investors took this week to raise some more cash, cut uh, some of their positions that aren't their core favorite, best performing holdings. Uh, so that way we can be ready for the week ahead where we could see a, a lot of action, like you said, a further deterioration, potentially a bounce, but uh, a lot hinges on what we see uh, come you know, mid to late next week. Yeah. And I, things I would say is don't get too excited about a one day bounce especially like about basically close flat for the day. I mean, we're not talking about this was not a powerful day, really. Uh, I mean, we've seen those one day advances. You really need to see more. I mean, the whole beauty of a follow through day is you want to see just a few days. You want to get early on a, on a rally, but not get right at the first moment because there's lots of one day bounces. Uh, so I you know so you know, don't try to cheat. Don't try to guess what the market's going to do. Just, you know, pay attention to what the market is doing. Um, and instead of trying to like gain the system and play when the odds are against you, work on those watch lists. Uh, keep on changing them because some of these stocks are going to look really good and then they won't and others will start repairing. But you want to be ready whenever the market does turn that you do have a fresh up-to-date watch list uh, that really you know, captures the potential leaders so you can get on board when, when the conditions are, are right. Mm -hmm. Great thoughts there, Ed. Thank you so much. And thanks everyone for tuning in. We will be back with more on Monday morning, starting with IBD Live, investors.com slash IBD Live for all the details there. We will see you then. Hope everyone has a great weekend and we'll be back at the close on Monday.
This show is for informational and educational purposes only, and nothing should be construed as a recommendation to buy, hold, or sell any securities. Any securities and investment strategies discussed may not be suitable for all investors. Make sure to consider consulting with your financial advisor before making investment decisions.